Well, hello there. It's me, Harold, the puppet. And you are watching Shooting. I don't curse, so shooting poop. Yeah. The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 41 of Shooting Shit. This is our Chicago special. DJ is from Chicago. The premier is wearing a Cubs hat. I'm in Chicago for the forbidden door. What else do we have to say? Listen here. We'll give you a rundown of what we think is going to go down at the forbidden door. And we might touch on some other things that happened in this week in wrestling. Guys, episode 41 starts now. guys feel that electricity in the air i felt something oh joey k can you feel it calling in the air tonight yeah it feels like a hot fart in church to me oh, but a hot fart in church yeah it hold on so <laughs> a hot a hot fart in church i couldn't get away with those because my grandmother has an amazing pinch game and she would steal your soul from the back of your arm, dude. You don't you don't want to mess with that lady. You're you're in church with her. <laughs> it's like the best game assignment says you're on your knees, you're standing up. You're on your knees, you're standing up with her. I have so many jokes there. I, I don't even know where to fucking start. I I, I can't I, I I can't I can't even go after grandmom right now. <laughs> Uh, oh, boys. Looks like everybody is in uh, differing spots. Well, we're in differing spots. I guess the original plan was for you two to be in the hotel room. But we had technical difficulties last night. And the other difficulty was my ass passed out and I couldn't stay awake. So, so here well, we are. Yeah. Well, first off, the... the, the, the you would think, you know, and I know Javon could probably speak to this more so than anybody because he's living through it right now. Is you would think most hotels usually have pretty decent Wi-Fi. The, that place that Javon's staying at, nice room, and you know, and stuff. But eh, eh, when it comes the hotel to the looks nice. Fuck the Best Western. It's not the Best Western. God dang. Fuck the Red Roof in. It's not Red it's Roof. It's not the Red Roof. <laughs> Here, I'll save you the trouble. Fuck Holiday Inn. Wait, holiday I, I, I want to say that because I, I have stayed at a couple holiday inns. Holiday inns are nice. Experiences. See yeah. there. But no, that's the thing, but though. Fuck the holiday inn. No sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
The hotel looks hotel really nice. Sick. The we room won't keep the light on for you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the 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 hotel itself is really nice. The room is really fucking legit, mm-hmm. which is surprising that the freaking Wi Fi is shit. Well, yeah, the basic Wi Fi, but uh, when um, I was logging on to my laptop to try to get do this uh, recording, you know, there last night. And again, for those of you listening to this, we're this it's we're recording uh around midday, mid afternoon, sat on Saturday, July or June twenty fifth, and last night, I like Joey said, Kay said I was actually going to record uh from uh, Jovan's hotel room and stuff, but man, they they try to get they get you with that crappy Wi Fi, but then they try to say, oh, pay so much, to, and they'll uh, upgrade your Wi Fi or whatever. Yeah, you could pay for a single day for like two bucks or a week for five. I'm only here for two days. Yeah. What a fucking scam, dude. Right. Yeah. What a, a fucking scam for Wi-Fi. Yeah. Although the rooms are legit. I was in a holiday in in uh February. Uh I was traveling a little bit and um man, fucking room top notch. Great yeah. service. But uh yeah, that Wi-Fi, that's bullshit. Dude. This room we stepped in, it smelled clean. It looked nice. Slight dig on the bathroom because I feel like the toilet's high as shit. Why did I have like a super elevated toilet? But either way, either way, I'm fine with it. But other than that, I mean, it was great. Just the Wi-Fi is weird. Accessibility. Well, the best part is, is just, like the walk from um, as long as Jovan keeps his car parked where it was parked. Like he, it's a very easy walk to get from the room to to his car and stuff because he's literally right on the end there so that worked out really well it's not like oh, that yeah. six mile walk for final battle was it oh god no that's <laughs> that's the one thing that i'm scared of for uh for ben door tomorrow but i think we've got friends that are going to be like right across the street from that some bitch so we should be okay. It shouldn't be like a six mile hike where yeah. I'm seeing no, Jesus. The, 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 the parking at the United Center. I've it's been a while since I've been there, but in fact, I think the last time I was there was about nine, a little over nine years ago, when my wife took me to a Blackhawks game. But the parking there is actually not bad, like in terms of the proximity to the arena. It's not. It's not like Wrigley Field. Oh man, I had a great time at Wrigley, dude. Last time I went, I parked behind some dude's church. Mm-hmm. And um, he shuttled us to the damn front. Oh, awesome. don't get me wrong. Like Wrigley Field, I'm a white, I'm a diehard White Sox fan, and I can't stand the Cubs. But I will say Wrigley Field is a, it's a great place to go to for a baseball game and stuff. But man, no, the bleachers like the and get drunk. Yeah, the parking is just not the best though and stuff. So, but you know what? We could talk about this shit all the time, man. We got we got some stuff we got to preview. We got a couple of news bits we got to top. We got to touch on before we get into the meat and potatoes of this show. So. uh Seems like there's uh there's changes brewing up at uh Titan Towers in Stanford, Jovan. Oh, I see we're all very excited that the billion dollar princess is now the billion dollar CEO taking over after Vinnie Mac stepping down for a moment while they see how many people he's actually paid off after touching them inappropriately, covering up Spoiler some murders. Alert. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it wasn't any of us. I wish. I'd take three million and I wouldn't say a thing. I'll sign that fucking form in my own blood if I had to. <laughs> <sighs> I would add to that, but I signed an NDA. So if I got to jerk off John Laurinaitis for three million, <laughs> it's probably a deal I'll take. 
Come here, and bud. win our viewership. Give me a little bit of that people power. I'll. <laughs> I, I mean, hey, I'll take one for the team. He's the ace, man. He's the but, ace. Yeah, but see, the thing—the oh. thing is, I want to say oh. about this is that it, it, you know, if if this. You know, is if this becomes permanent, I mean, I think it's going to be a great thing because it seems like a lot of, like the especially the women, I think are really excited about this change because you know of all the shit that went down with the previous regime, and I mean, and anytime like someone you know someone new steps into a role, you know, I mean, you know, there's going to be change, there's going to be opportunity and stuff, and it just you know as how different everything's going to be, we probably won't know for a while, but I mean. It Except seems like the majority of like the Johnny Ace's place. What's that? Who stepped into Johnny's spot? Who who took over? I think it was Pritchard. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bruce Pritchard. Well, he's not only I think executive you know he's not basically you know the guy that's in charge and creative. He's also now the head of talent relations. There and we stuff, go. So I read interim. Every they're giving everybody interim titles, but let's be real, that, that interim shit ain't gonna stick. No. I mean. Vince is Vince has been digging fucking holes for a long, long time, and it just caught up to him that he's gonna fucking end up stuck in one. So, Shout I think that's the wrap. Yeah, I mean, if we need to go back, Jesus fucking Christ, um, yeah. he's been covering up murders and fucking, <clears throat> you know, sleeping with women and God only knows what the fuck else for years and years and years. So. Shit finally caught up to him. So I don't think the interim title is going to stick. I think, you know, but at the same time, how long is Stephanie going to last? Yeah. And it's just kind of weird because, you know, what was it like a week and maybe two weeks at most prior when she said that she was stepping down from her mm-hmm. role as the chief brand officer, you know? And I mean, obviously the conspiracy theorists were, you know, are out there and having a field day with all this, but, you know. Well, it's because she knew something was coming, dude. She knew something was coming. She's like, let me get out of it while I can. Save my face because I'm going to be running this bitch." That's what she did. She took out CBO and became the CEO. Smart move. Smart business yeah. move. Keeps the McMahon name. Gives it a fresh look. People are going to look the other way as far as Stephanie is concerned. So, I mean, good on her. Smart power move. Um, you know, the real question is how much is the McMahon name going to be tarnished from all of this? Exactly. You know, we don't know. We don't know anything yet. All yeah, we know I mean, the, all the, the initial stuff. Yeah, and just my 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 biggest concern is is just you know I mean, it, it, not only just the McMahon name, but just the WWE name because I mean it seems like there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, a lot of yeah. you know companies are investigating. So I mean, there there there's there's potential for, I mean, just a huge shakeup in terms of the stru- the power structure there in general because I mean. So- you know, because he had Kevin Dunn being invested, possibly being investigated for insider trading. Oh, he did um, that. He did that. Him. I yeah, but that. I mean, and then also just all the mm-hmm. others. I mean, it just seems like that there's there's a lot of shit going on. So I mean, it's I think this could only be the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, I mean, you're you're gonna see you're gonna see some of these big names gone for good. I think Dunn's gone for good. Laurenitis absolutely gone for good. Uh, Vince. I, I think we've seen the last of Vince McMahon as CEO of WWE. And maybe he, he says it's just his talent because he keeps coming out every fucking week. He's like, hey, <laughs> you know, what a fucking douche move, in my yeah. opinion, too. Like, 
you know, you're what you're trying to throw something in for ratings. You think you think you're going to talk about an ongoing investigation? You know, be smarter, people. Don't tune in for it. It's bullshit. It's nothing. It's just <laughs> oh, Vince is going to be there. Maybe he'll say something. Maybe no, he's not going to say shit. I mean, he's, he's major just fucking say- charges. He's just gonna basically do what he did. It's like, oh, welcome to SmackDown, you know, and just stuff that like he he came on Raw, you know, and basically he, you know, meant talked about Cena coming back, which was something everybody already knew. Yeah, they've been they've been playing you know what I promo want. package already for that. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? You, you know what I want? I want Vince to go out there straight up Wolf of Wall Street style, grab a mic. They wanted me to get out, but I'm, I'm not leaving. Man. I'm not oh, fucking leaving. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I want all you WWE marks to cheer that shit. Just ah. yeah, oh, they were cheering, which kind of like goes to show that a lot of people must not be paying attention to what's going on. I mean, that that bothered me the most. Yeah, I you agree. know, I was like, why the fuck? Especially that first SmackDown appearance. Why the fuck are they cheering this? They're cheering him, like. Like he's making some statement that I'm still here. Motherfucker, we know you're not there. You're not the fucking CEO right now. The fucking news. And it was, and and we're not talking dirt sheet news. We're talking fucking mainstream news outlets. Fucking yeah, CNN reporting on it. Wall Street, it was in the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. I mean, it broke. It broke. The news broke on major fucking news networks. Yeah. So. No, this isn't fucking your normal dirt sheet bullshit, you know, allegedly covered up a murder for Jimmy Snuka or whatever. No, this is fucking real deal. And then fucking done allegedly getting investigated for insider trading, dumping millions of dollars of fucking stock because he knew what was coming. Yeah, he fucking knew what he was what was coming. He knew what was happening. Laurinaitis gets turned off. Surprise, surprise. Guess who's falling on the fucking sword there? Sorry, Ace. Better pack that fucking skateboard up and uh, ride on out of town with it, motherfucker. Hey, what? because I just was thinking about this. Obviously, the rumors are also going around is that this woman that, you know, McMahon, you know, paid the hush-hush money to to, uh, keep her quiet and stuff. Uh, She was getting passed between... um, uh, hit hit McMahon and Laurinaitis. What is that term? I like I'm and you like I I can't remember the term where like uh that they what they call when like someone put two guys share the same woman or something like that. Finger cuffs, <laughs> double stop. It's Eiffel Tower. I'm sorry, it's I even tower. asked that. The Eiffel Tower. It's the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> you go on one end, someone takes the other, and you meet in the middle. It's the Eiffel Tower. Um, no man, it's just. Horrible. Is there like a worse duo to be shared between? Jesus fucking Christ. I don't know. Cause that's that's up there in the fucking upper echelon of yo, know, you know you're getting fucking paid to take take a fucking double team from those two morons. I mean, holy fucking shit. Here oh. comes the hot tag. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Can we move on? Because this is going in a direction I was not into. Fuck this nonsense. Fuck WWE and their bullshit. Uh, other than real quick, hey, apparently Hunter's coming back to NXT, which yeah, hey, but you Black know, and gold it's, a, 2.0. it's a steaming pile of dog shit down there. So fucking good luck with it. Like, who knows what's gonna you fucking know what, happen? Though? If anybody can resurrect the NXT brand, 
or do something. The Undertaker. (laughs) Somewhat presentable or watchable. It's him because look what he did with the NXT brand when he took over. He took it from, was it like an American Gladiator style game show? It was what the original Tough Enough was. Yeah. And stuff. So, so I mean, I'm optimistic. I, I don't think the NXT brand is going to go back to where it was before 2.0. No, because I mean they they've gotten rid of basically all everybody that you know bled black and gold with the you know and pretty much everybody now that Champa's getting Ciampa. on the main roster. He was yeah. the last one, but he's getting he's getting wasted on the main roster. You know, hopefully pride with this, pride. Maybe which he, goes, he knew was going to happen. He goes back to Dude, NXT. WWE 2K22 does better by Ciampa than fucking WWE creative does. Oof. The whole 2K22 storyline with Ciampa and his new Goldie, the U.S. title, is fucking gold. And Ciampa on TV is just meh. Man, so I got I got to get on that game and stuff. So, <laughs> But no, I'm excited about it and stuff, you know. So, you know, hopefully this, you know, works out. But, I mean, like I said, I, to everybody out there that's hoping it's going to go back to what it was. It's not. It it won't. I, I think that ship has sailed. The talent's gone. Like you said, they've either wasted them on the main roster or these guys have gone elsewhere at yep. this point. Um, and they're thriving elsewhere. So, uh, I mean, it, it, it's a nice thought. That's about it. Yeah. So, fuck all this noise. Let's, let's throw in our little Forbidden Door preview. Yeah. Let's get to the real fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right, yeah. So uh, forbidden door, bitch about it. Let's go. Yeah, um, forbidden door though. I, I I'm so excited for this. Jovan and I are gonna be there live. Joey K, are you gonna be watching on uh on Bleacher Report or are you uh or a free stream? Okay, number one, <laughs> fuck Bleacher Report. That is the um, worst fucking app. It's horrible. It is it's gonna be on fight also, isn't it? Just internationally on fight. I'd oh, rather yeah. have it on fight. Me too. I, I've I've only ever had one issue with fight TV for a GCW event, but typically no. fight smooth. But and that was on the GCW side because their production is the, the drizzling shits. I love GCW, but seriously, their production absolutely fucking sucks. Are you referring to the show when they were at uh the Hammerstein? No, I'm referring to the one uh, that was in California where we missed, um, almost missed uh, the Briscoes versus, oh God, who was it? I I can't remember, but they were having so many technical difficulties starting the fucking show and getting the stream up. It started like 45 minutes late, like mid-match. It was fucking, it was the shits. But that wasn't on fight. That was, and they were saying, no, it's GCW at the fucking event. There's something wrong. So, uh, but I'd rather watch on fight. Bleacher Report fucking sucks. Every AEW show I order on Bleacher Report, and it is terrible every fucking time. Mm-hmm. It never once have I, I had to re-download the app, sign in, update my account to do whatever, all kinds of shit. It feels like I, you're paying for it three times before you're actually able to fucking watch the show. I have paid for it twice before, and they had to refund me. Yeah, they fucking charged me twice for it, and I was fucking furious. So Bleacher Report sucks, but I'll be watching it on Bleacher Report because that's my option here. So whoopee fucking do. Hopefully, I'll get to see something of the show. All right. So so let's uh, 
Javon, think we should pre-do some buy-in match previews here first? Let's get to the buy-in. All right, here we go. Horrible match graphic was my fault, guys, but you have the Factories QT Marshall and Aaron Solo, who used to be Aaron. You know what? I'm not going to go there today. With going against Hiroki Goto, and I missed the last other name. Yoshihashi. Damn it. Yoshihashi. You know, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't, I've never been a big Yoshihashi fan. Him and the Yo and Show were pretty good, but I, I'm just not a big Yoshihashi fan. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't, I, I, I guess it's a case for me is I haven't seen him enough to really, you know, you know, formulate an opinion on him and stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm glad that Goto's at least going to be featured on, on, you know, in the show some capacity because, I mean, everybody knew when the match between him and uh, Tanahashi was announced for, you know, whoever wins that goes on to, you know, challenge, you know, for the interim war AEW title. And I mean, I, I think everybody knew that Goto had zero chance and stuff. And so, I mean, it's nice to see him on there. And I believe aren't Goto and Yoshihashi former IWGP tag team champions. Yeah. I think they were uh, back in the day and stuff. So, so, I mean, it's, it's going to be nice because a lot and the thing I'm most excited about the show in general is there's going to be a lot of talents that will be my first time actually seeing them wrestle and go. This is going to be my first time seeing Goto wrestle and I'm actually pretty excited about it. And I mean, come on, do, do, does any do any of us here think that uh, the Nightmare Factory, the factory's got a chance? Oh, yeah. Real fucking headliners there. A couple yeah, of fucking no. ham and eggers. Ham and eggers? Up, fucking curtain jerking on the pre-show. Which I the only the only sad part is I'm not going to see Goto because you we just said it Bleacher Report I'm not even going to get to see the fucking buy it. You should be able to watch it like on the, uh, the AEW's YouTube, YouTube or whatever. I'll be busy jerking around trying to get Bleacher Report to fucking work. <laughs> so no, I'm going to be Wait, jerking around or jerking off. Both. Okay. <laughs> Multitask. Anyway, it's um, a real no, tear jerker. I mean, I mean, come on. It's a fucking buy. It's probably one of the weaker buy-in matches I've ever seen, to be honest with you. But, I mean. Even when they had Hook on the buy-in? Watch what the fuck you say next. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm just playing around, dude. I know. I'm good. He might might send Hook after you, man, if you keep it up. Hook will beat your ass. No, seriously. Uh, it's probably the, one of the weaker matches for a buy-in, but hey, Goto gets featured. Obviously, you right. know the 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 well. Excuse me, I almost said the Nightmare Factory. <laughs> the factory is gonna take the fucking L on this one, but you know, whatever. Gets the crowd popped a little bit. Who cares? Everybody loves seeing QT get his shit kicked in anyway. That is true. Is Smiley down there frozen or what? Yeah. He's, I guess that fucking $2 Wi-Fi isn't working out so great, is it? Fucking I thought he would have, uh, I thought he would have, um, whatchamacallit, uh, used his, hooked onto his phone. So, oh, we lost oh, him. So. There he goes. And no, he's, he's out. He's gone. So, uh, we will, uh, change it up here and stuff so uh so we switch it over um here yeah it's i mean it's a buy-in match it's all right we'll see what happens with it so Eh. 
Eh, you, got, yeah. you guys will enjoy it live, probably. Oh, it's going to be a blast. Like I said, you know, we're making a day out of it. I'll try to stall a little bit here to see if we can get it back on before we go on the next match. But uh, our day is actually going to start probably not too long after this episode drops because uh, about 25 minutes or so away, there's going to be a mm. little sports card convention. And uh, uh, one of the most uh, hotly sought after free agents in professional wrestling is going to be there doing a uh, meet and greets. And that is one uh, Johnny Gargano and Javon and I are actually going to see him before we head over to the show and stuff. So we're, I'm pretty excited about that and stuff. So that'll be a good one. Oh yeah. With the crowd all excited thinking he's going to show up for fucking forbidden door. We're going to get into that a little bit later, but you know what? You know? Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into that and stuff. So. But I'm thinking here right now, let's just move on. And then when Javon gets back, we'll just go over what we talked about and let him give his take. But we got another uh, uh, buy-in match here. This one could be a little bit interesting because it's a big contrast in styles. And that's yeah. going to be uh, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland against uh, El Desperado and uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru of uh, Suzuki Goon. Um, I mean, I, I was actually, I'm actually pretty excited about this because I'm really starting to get into uh, – uh, Desperado, I really starting to like what he does and stuff. And I think him and Kanemaru always are, are a great, a great watch. And I mean, it'll be interesting to see how, especially they will go up against, they work with Keith Lee. I mean, you know, seeing Desperado and Swerve is going to be, uh, I think a treat and stuff. And when mm-hmm. they clash and stuff, but what, what do you got, uh, on this match? Um, I'm at, I'm really starting to like, uh, Keith Lee and Swerve, you know, mm-hmm. um, little by little winning me over as a tag team so i i i'm i'm at, interested in that of course you know suzuki versus you know them versus suzuki goon desperado is awesome i mean he has been for a long time Ooh. uh you know but you're right it's contrasting style so i'm interested to see but you know th- that's the thing about though with Swerve and Lee because Lee, you know, they they're playing it really well. Swerve does a lot of the flashy technical work, which is really going to match up well against Desperado. I think that's probably part of the match I'm most excited for. Other than that, though, but you know, once Lee gets that hot tag in, uh, and then because for, for those uninitiated, uh, Swerve and Keith Lee are the baby faces of this match. Oh, being, yeah. being how Desperado and Kanemaru are part of Suzuki Goon. So, um, you know, Keith Lee's going to get that hot tag, and it's going to be interesting to see how they play that. Uh, so I think it's a good match. I, I, I'm That that one I'm more excited for on the buy-in. Yeah, and uh, we're going to welcome uh, the hot one back. Oh, uh, welcome back. Uh, you have to pay for to get back on or what? Do you pay for the Wi-Fi? You make one fucking hook joke, and my fucking phone decides to cut my Wi-Fi. That's what you get. <laughs> Piss me off. But we oh, should be shit. good now. Back up and running. So we were just hitting on um on match two, Keith uh, Lee, Swerve Strickland versus Desperado and Kanemaru. Yeah. So that's you, that's um, a fucking great buy-in match. That's a match yeah. that could be on the card. That's what we were just talking about. It's a contrasting style, but it's I think it's one of the most interesting buy-in matches that we've seen in a while. And uh, oh, yeah. well, we, real quick before Giovanni goes into his take, uh, who do you got winning this one? I've got Swerve and Keith Lee. 
Joey? Yeah, same. So, okay. All right, Hot One, what do you got for the, um, to t- put on the t- talk about in this match? I personally love the matchup of Keith Lee and uh, the team-up of Keith Lee and Swerve, man. I feel like them two, they, they've got something. Um, I don't know why, but it works for me. It works really well. Um, Is it kind of like the same thing? Like, because, you know, like when I go, I'm going to throw in our, an RK Bro reference here, you know. When they first started, I, I think we were all pretty skeptical. But, I mean, you've seen, like, you know, as they went on and stuff, how much of a fan I became of them. I mean, are you kind of getting that same kind of vibe? It could be because, you know, Keith Lee's is this big monster, but he's always made fun of because he's well-spoken, right? Mm-hmm. And you've got Swerve, who he's a great athlete, but he has, like, this party vibe to him. Like, you want to hang out with Swerve. Right. Um, honestly, I kind of get the vibe of them like when Private Party first came onto the scene in AEW. How these guys came out, they were energetic, and you're like, dude, I just want to fucking hang out with these guys. Yep. That's that's kind of the the momentum or the feeling I get with Swerve and Keith Lee. Um, very much RK Broish because you see Randy and uh. Riddle, and you're kind of like, dude, I want to hang out with these guys. They look like they're having a fun time, and I think that's the key. Both guys look like they're thoroughly enjoying themselves. So, unlike Mr. McMahon and uh, Johnny Ace, it's the good kind of enjoying yourself. But um, yeah, there's there's no way that I could actually give you a winner to this match because in my heart of hearts, I'm a big time Desperado fan. That that dude is fucking amazing. And while I do want to say that Keith Lee and Swerve could pull this one off, I think this may be a New Japan match. Because we know QT and them, that's going to be the first one for New Japan. I think this one goes to New Japan as well. Mm. Okay. That's a good a good take and stuff. So uh, we got one more buying match, and I think this is going to be kind of the match that really gets everybody going because of who's in it and stuff. And it's a big yeah. Eight-man tag. We got the, the New Japan Dojo, the DKC, Kevin Knight, Alex Coughlin, and Yuya Uemura, who is actually going to be making an appearance for uh, uh, my buddy John Buller's Chicagoland Championship Wrestling here in a couple months in October. So get your tickets at uh, ChicagolandChampionshipWrestling.com. Cheap uh, pop there. Going up against the Gun Club and Max Caster of the Acclaim. And How dare I- you steal my cheap pop? Hey, you know what? John, John's you. my friend, so I'm taking the cheap pop there. You take the you you give the pop. I do the cheap pop. Yeah, you are cheap. <gasps> You're the cheap pop. Cheap ass Wi-Fi, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, it's a nice hotel. You'd figure the ho- the fucking internet wouldn't be cheap. Yeah, but no, I I I I've, I've loved this pairing of uh, the Gun Club and the Acclaim. I think it's been pure comedic gold. And I think we're gonna see a lot of lot of that there, a lot of that there. Yeah, you see everyone we're we're scissoring here. Uh Jordan and Jovan were last night when we were out eating, we're scissoring with the tongs. Yeah, we had these little tongs at the barbecue place. I was like, scissor me. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I know there's some people that aren't fans of it, but Jesus fucking Christ, Max Caster's entrances are just they're fucking great. They're yeah. really great. I mean, he ever since he got in a little bit of trouble for one of his uh, mm-hmm. 
one of his lyrics his raps you know i know they say oh he has to get everything approved now but he's still pretty fucking out there yeah, yeah it's like he, he has dropped a- the nda line yeah. the other week yep and uh i was like well, okay i'm like and, which tells me i'm like he got approval to do that yeah. so that's and, good. I mean, and, and and the thing is is i really liked how you said it. it's like ever since he had like he's found a way to still i what i remain what with his promos or his you know his raps i like keeping them edgy but like in a way that's like you, you know like what what happened with the uh mental health one yeah and stuff you know so and i mean that's 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 talent right there and i mean once uh bowens gets healthy i mean man look out for the acclaim because i think they're gonna they're gonna be special yeah i i, I think i mean they've been on the come up for a long time i mean talk yeah. we i talk a lot about there being no mid card in mm. aw and those are guys that literally work themselves into basically being featured weekly for a long time because of their entrance and the work they do of course you know but um people get excited to hear them people get excited to see them so good for them i mean they they could be stuck i mean uh, you just said a great example earlier javon private party really great team you know relegated to fucking dark yeah you know with with sucks but like these guys and and the acclaim could very much be that too, but they built that entrance up to like people want to hear it. They want to see it. They, and, and, you know, they want to see, especially Max Caster, the shit that he talks, yeah. they want to see him get his ass beat. That's yeah. really good heat. Mm-hmm. I mean, good for and, them, man. And, and the thing I like about it is that it's not, we don't get the same entry. And we're, I'll, you know, jump in on this comparison with the acclaimed and private party. I mean, private party, uber talented, but it's, the same, thing every t- it's the same thing every time. Whereas, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it, 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 like mm-hmm. the acclaimed, it's different because we get, you know, we hear something different. You know, it's, you know, what's what's what. And I mean, I really think, again, the addition of the gun club has really kind of brought something to it. And I mean, the comic talk- relief of the gun yes. club. Yes. And, and, is- and, and I, and that's clearly what uh billy's teaching his boys i mean oh yeah that mm-hmm. like that that's the, the way they that's total billy gun and that and that just well, goes dude, to show that billy mr gun ass gets- that was a whole gimmick was just comedic relief of showing the ass oh my his, god his boys yeah and yeah. like and they're they're so great in that role yep right I and, mean, and awesome we- and colton in that role like mm-hmm. they've picked it up like that Dude, they know the spots. They know when to jump in. You know, they're getting better the more ring time they get, obviously. But, mm-hmm. I mean, they have – they they got a lot from their dad. It, right. And it's paying off. Yeah. And, I mean, a little bit of a quick uh, Austin Gunn story. When I was at uh, the pre-show party for All Out uh, last year, I got a picture with the uh, the wingman. And I didn't know this until I looked at the picture, but we got photobombed by Austin Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah i mean and they're great guys like uh when jovan and i went to the charity softball game i got a picture with the gun club as well too and this was right after uh billy took the chair to paul white and my wife who doesn't like wrestling but loves paul white was pissed when she saw it so i go to billy gun and i said you know my wife was pissed when you hit paul white with that chair and he's like well good 
it was just pretty, just it's just awesome. They're awesome yeah. guys. I love clear. this pairing and stuff. And I mean, to me, I don't as I, as talented as I think the New Japan Dojo is. It, I I think you kill you close the the buy in with uh, the Gun Club and Max Caster yeah. standing tall. I agree. AEW's first win is this match. Going well, into the paper, and I think it's their second win. So I think it's two all because uh, we're TDJ and I are taking uh, Swerve and, and Keith. Yeah. I wish I could. All right, you got you got you guys ready to move on to uh, the main card? Let's rock and roll. Let's rock and roll. So we are going to let's make it rain here, and we're gonna Javon take it away. We've got dudes with attitudes, Sting, Darby Allen, um, doggone it, the Stone Dragon himself, Shingo, and. Is that Takahashi? Who's that? Yeah, Hiromu Takahashi. Hiromu Takahashi, the cat guy, going against <laughs> the Bullet Club, which will be the Young Bucks, the AEW Tag Team Champions, ELPL Phantasmo, and the new face of fear, Hakuleo. Yeah. Um, looks just like his dad if Ming ever got into shape, bro. Jesus Christ, that dude's fuck. a beast. One of one of the things I, I I I and I hope they eventually and I, I mean I, I maybe you might be able to shed some light, Giovanni, or maybe you, Joey K, that I hope they explore because you talk about with Hikaleo is the fact that it is known that his he had his brothers are Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa, you know the the God, and with them being out, like I I really hope that somewhere down the line with this they explore that you know. That Fuck that! I hope that happens Sunday. I hope so too. I was actually that would be nice. That. I, I I was kind of hoping we would have seen the Bucks versus God. I think a lot of people I would have been just extremely happy because we're all God fans here and stuff, you know. But it is kind of nice to see the Young Bucks in Bullet Club for uh, one night only. They brought back on Pro Wrestling Tees all the uh, the Young Bucks Bullet Club shirts, you know, for a limited time and I stuff. I mean, this tomorrow. should be a fun match. I don't think this is going to open. But I mean, obviously, you got Sting and Darby with an interesting pairing with you know uh, Shingo and Hiromu. But it's a way to get you know some uh, Lij representation on the show, since obviously we're not going to see uh, Naito or Sonata, which kind of you know I think is a little bit of a letdown. Sonata, Naito, right? He's Sonata's uh, he's good now, but I don't <laughs> think he was good in time to be placed into the car. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's he's back wrestling and stuff because um. If I'm not mistaken, didn't he re- wasn't he wrestling? Uh, uh, or I don't know. I, mean, I thought he wrestled he recently, with. Uh, yeah, no, he recently came back and made claim again to his U.S. title. Yeah, that, that he had to vacate. Way, and by the way, the IWGP United States title is the new Madden cover jinx. Yeah, basically. Jesus so, Christ, I know. But this one should be interesting and stuff. Because, you know, the dynamic with, you know, will Sting and Darby be able to get along with Shingo and Hiromu and, you know, the Bucks just kind of being a one night back in the Bullet Club and stuff. You know, will there be any friction and stuff? So this should be an intriguing eight man and stuff. And uh, I What's need to think about Bullet Club, your Bullet Club for life, man. Unless you're, you know, you're unless you're G.O.D. Unless you're G.O.D. Um, um, Hiromu and Darby are going to shine in this match. I don't think. I don't think Shingo is going to get too much shine on this uh, sting for sure. Of course, because he's very, very limited. 
Um, Same could be said about Shingo. Shingo's had a lot of wars on that back, man. He uh, and that's that. That's my point there. Like you know, he he's not going to get too much shine on this. I mean, how and especially who he's going with. I mean, Hikaleo, Yeah, I mean, he's a bigger guy, works a little bit slower, so that, that's a good square off for Shingo. But you know, um, Hiromu and Phantasmo. Oh. That's that's money. Uh, and Darby working with the Bucks, I mean, yeah. for that too. So I think right. that's gonna that's gonna pair up well. Uh, but Jesus Christ, if you make me say dudes with attitudes, I'm going to fucking <laughs> vomit in my mouth. So, well, it's it's oh. a slight step up from teenagers with attitude. They're dudes with tudes. Sting's like fucking sixty five, dude. He's he, he, like, come on, right. he's no longer a dude. Jesus Christ, he's a dude. senior with. Uh, I don't know. Hey, dude I can't run dude right with a fucking cane is where so, he's going to be at next. So who do we got? Who do we got? Who are we all picking in this match? Uh, Bullet Club. Bullet Club. But Bucks are going over. You're not going to have the the AEW the newer the new AEW tag team champs drop. I I, I think the Bullet Club. If we get a one. finish, it's going to Bullet Club. However, if we do get that, I want to see God. Yes. Do a, do a run in. Yes. And challenge the Bucks. That's what I want. Oh, man. Am I the only one who still has somewhat of hope for Marty? I mean, I know Me Too and all this stuff that happened and all that bullshit, but I'm still a fucking fan of Marty. I want to see Marty again. It, it, and see, and I don't want to get too much into this because, you know, to get too mm-hmm. off track. But I mean, the thing with Marty is that. Where he's from, what he did, he technically did not do anything wrong. It's more of a morality thing. Yeah, and that's that's the problem. And that's the, and that's the big thing right there, you know, yeah. I mean, and stuff. So, I mean, I think I, I just I don't see it, how he, you know, wrestles, you know, in the States for, you know, one of the major companies because he's always going to have that stigma with him. And, and yeah. that's unfortunate and stuff, you know, I mean, maybe going back to England and wrestling there or something, maybe, but I just... I don't see him. I don't see him anywhere here in the states, unfortunately. And it's sad. Yeah. And stuff. So, but yeah, going with this match too. I mean, I, 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 I definitely would love. I think Bullet Club wins and stuff because, like you said, you know, the Bucks just won the tag titles. They're back in Bullet Club, you know, and and that. So, and the Bucks being in Bullet Club is kind of one of the big things that led to actually the show. When you think about the history of everything and that. So yeah, yeah. to me, I. I definitely see a bullet club win. So we're unanimous there. So uh, let me queue up our, our next match here. Your following contest is for the AEW all Atlantic championship featuring Malachi black, the bastard Pac, God's redeemer Miro and the very fortunate Clark Connors. (laughs) Very, very fucking fortunate. The injury bug struck again because, again, for those of you who are kind of wondering, Clark Connors, why is he in this match? Because, unfortunately, uh, ECE got injured and the injury bug has now hit New Japan and stuff, you know, and it's just it's unfortunate because I was excited because this would have been my first time seeing ECE live. And he's another one of those guys that I've really grown to appreciate as I've, you know, gotten more into New Japan and stuff, you know. And it would have been nice to see him on a card because he definitely deserves to be on this card and stuff. 
But I mean, this this is an interesting match because I mean, I think there's everybody's got a different style. I mean, you got Pack with his high flying, you got Malachi with his martial arts, you got um Miro with just his just utter brute strength and domination, and then I don't know too much about Clark Connors and stuff, but I mean, I'm yeah, obviously if they didn't think he had the talent, you know, he wouldn't have been in this match just to be interesting. I think he's going to be the wild card here, but I mean, technically he wasn't in this match. He's, yeah, he just got put in my chance. That's why I said he's like the wild card, you know. Chris Harris, he's a drunk. Hey, he's back with uh, James Storm now in Impact Wrestling. They brought That's back right. America's Most Wanted. Yes. Yeah. My second favorite James Harris uh, tag team. I mean, the first one, of course, is Beer Money. You mean James Storm? James Storm, yeah. You, you, you kind of did the little James Harris, who I believe oh, actually was shit. Kamala's real name. <laughs> yes, yes. Sorry, the um, cowboy. <laughs> I think I broke Joey K with that one. That's good. <laughs> that was pure reference, but okay. Yeah, oh, got wow. Kamala. Only, uh, somehow we were able to get a Kamala reference on a Forbidden Door previous show. So what I think that's fuck, pretty man. damn good. Welcome to 2022. Yeah. Um, but who we got taking this match, guys? I, I almost have a feeling I think we're going to be unanimous on this one, too. Uh, I think I think House of Black gets its first title. Malachi Black is Ooh. your new All Atlantic champ. I, I, uh, oh, here we go again with Javon and the crappy two dollar Wi Fi. He froze up again. Oh, there he is. Oh, there he's, he is. He's still with us. So, but you, so you got uh, Malachi. It was just to me since he's been back, he's just been just on a tear, just ripping through everybody. I got to go with Miro. I'm doubling down with DDJ, man. I don't see uh, Malachi winning this for the sole purpose of those trio titles that are coming. Those are House of Black's titles. Yeah. Um, I see this one being Miro's Miro's night. Okay. So, all right. So, let's go here now. Oh, fucking. Here this following technical matchup features. ZSJ, the Zack Sabre Jr. from England, going against what should have been the American Dragon, Daniel Bryant, the match that everyone's been coming Brian themselves Danielson. over. Danielson, you fucking I don't give a damn. He's still Daniel Bryant to me. Now it's going against a mystery opponent. And, and, mm. and the, thing that, the, the thing that upsets me the most is, remember when we, uh, when Forbidden Door first got announced and we were discussing this on our show, which you can check out, catch out all of our uh, old shows in the archives. If you go to wrestlingwithgenres.com and find our show page on there and you can access all our old episodes. Um, well, it's a bit of another cheap plug there for uh, Wrestling With Genres, Genres Podcasting Network, which this show was a part of. Damn, I'm on fire tonight with these things. Wow. And stuff. So, but uh, one of the, when we were talking about matches, we wanted to see. What was the first match I called for? The match that we can't see. Yeah, which sucks. So, but with this, though, Brian Danielson. Get it right, Jovan. Brian Danielson. Brian um, Danielson. He came out and said on uh, Dynamite, says, I'm not cleared to compete. He's obviously not going to be at Blood and Guts either. But he said he found the one man he trusts more than anybody to step in. And then I believe Excalibur later on said, whoever this person is, is going to be the newest member of the Black Cole Combat Club. And to me, um, let's uh, let's talk about first who we think is going to, you know, uh, be the mystery guy. 
and then we'll go what well, we think we're going to win. But to me, it, it just it screams. Uh, I don't know what they're going to call him. Uh, I'm going to go with his original name from Ring of Honor, Claudio Castagnoli. The uh, for WWE fans, that's Cesaro. Because <clears throat> um, to me, Claudio. I think, he, I think he fits the epitome of what the BCC is. Claudio does not have the balls oh, to show his face in AEW because he's got a guy there by the name of Eddie Kingston who legitimately will kill him. Claudio can bring his ass if he wants to, but I don't think Eddie Kingston's going to like that too much. So for but me, that's that, the reason I can. That's the story, though, <laughs> because we have blood and guts on Wednesday, and they're going to have to function as a team, and that shit's going to break down. So, And see, the I, funny thing is... I have two picks, by the way. And the funny thing is, is before you get in your pick, is you talk about the, the possible you know, dysfunction between, you know, Claudio and Kingston, if, if it is indeed Claudio, that's kind of where they were going with uh, Brian Danielson and Kingston, like that they weren't exactly getting along. Correct. So sorry about that, but go back to your, uh, your picks, sir. I have, I have two. My, my number one top pick would be the same. I think it's Claudio. I think that would make the most sense. You have the built-in story while Danielson's out of Claudio versus Kingston having the team together in blood and guts. However, I do have a one a pick, which I would love to see, especially for the forbidden door match. Oh, I feel it. I I think you, okay. I think I know where you're going with this. I think the best technical representation. Oh, my nipples out. If I don't get Danielson would be your ring of honor. World champion, yep. Jonathan Gresham. That yes. that match would make up a lot of my hurt feelings for not seeing Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think Claudio would be fantastic in that match, too. I think that would be a really, really great match. But uh, Gresham, I, I mean, god damn. The best pure wrestler in the world. I mean, you don't get more technical than – I mean, who's the top three most technical guys in the world right now? Danielson, Sabre Jr., Gresham. Those three, yeah. hands down. So replacing one of those three with another one would make most sense. Um, and it would also give a signed wrestler who's signed under Tony Khan in some capacity – some fucking shine. Bring out your Ring of Honor World Champion. Not to mention adding your Ring of Honor World Champion to the Blackpool Combat Club. And, that makes a lot of sense, in my opinion, yeah. too. And I mean, and and you being our resident Ring of Honor guy, I mean, would you say that in terms of the style or you know what the Blackpool Combat Club is presented to be? Would you say that they're pretty similar to what the foundation was for Ring of Honor? Yes, on a lot of ways. Mm. No, and some. Um, the no, on some foundational foundation parts. <laughs> the, the found the foundation was to bring that pure style back to Ring of Honor when it's gotten mm. a little bit out of control. And I think with Blackpool, it's a similar motive in the fact we're bringing professional wrestling back against. Jericho and his sports entertainment this this whole rip on WWE oh. which by the way is annoying but also 
genius in itself because hey, can, can I say this real quick though? Yeah, when you get you can you can go on that take real quick, but I'm getting tired of the entrance, just purely the entrance of the Jericho Appreciation Society. I'm well, fucking tired of hearing because we're sports entertainers, sports and entertainment. Yeah, I fucking get, hate that. If you're, if you're getting tired of that though, and, and stuff, they're doing I, their job. That's the joke, though. Yeah, you know, if I have to hear Jericho say, "Because I'm a wizard," one more time. I'm literally going to fucking smash my testicles inside of a dresser drawer until I pass out. Ouch. I, I, I fucking hate it. But that's the joke, though, because right. it's the same thing that WWE does. They do the same fucking <clears throat> entrance week in, week out, week in, week out. They say the same stupid catchphrases week in and week out because that's what their writers are telling these guys to say instead of letting them be their characters. So it is an entire spoof on sports entertainment as opposed to professional wrestling. And the irony of it is you have a guy like Daniel Garcia, who's a great fucking professional wrestler. Now he's a sports entertainer. Yeah. He's a sports entertainer now. So that's the joke. And you have Jericho who, who thrived in WWE, but also thrives in AEW, thrives in new Japan, wherever he goes, because he adapts to whatever style yep. and it, it's good. I, I mean, it's good. You hate it, but it does its job. It's effective, and it makes you go, oh, man. It makes you hate WWE a little bit fucking more because that's the same bullshit that you get on Raw and SmackDown. It is. And NXT. So there's that. But I think Gresham would be a great choice, but I, I still think if I have gun to the head, money on the table, it's Claudio. The only reason why I, I, I say it's not Gresham because I thought about it and I thought he'd be per- absolutely perfect is I don't think he gets that monster pop that I think that this person, whoever this person is, should get. I mean, the hardcore fans are going to pop, but like the casuals and all that, I don't think we get that from there. And I mean, I think to me, either Claudio or my 1A, which would be Johnny Gargano, I think would probably be the only two guys that are out there. That could get this so, pop, but I mean, like from a hardcore perspective, I would love it to be Gresham, but I just think this, for the oh, go this, ahead, this pay per view, man. This pay per view doesn't feel like it's for the casual. This pay per view is for not. the hardcore. It, it it it's it's not, and that's I think that's the biggest catch. Yeah, all the all the big AEW marks are gonna go. Oh, it's not Gargano. Yeah, well, it doesn't make fucking sense to be Gargano. Let's be real. Yeah. I don't and think I it don't, does either. Like to be honest, it just with this, and it's nothing against Gargano, but yeah, just no, it's not. I think Gargano's stuff, great. No, it doesn't make sense at all. I love Johnny, but it's not the spot. It's not the spot. It's not the time and place. I mean, you get a guy like Claudio. Yeah, that's the time and place because, like Javon just said, this is for the hardcore fans because you have to. You can't be the casual AEW fan. And go into this card going, this is going to be a great fucking show because you don't know half the roster that's on it. If you're not following New Japan. I mean, let's be real. I I mean, three quarters of the people on this from New Japan are not going to be known to casual AEW fans. Right. Exactly. I I mean, and that's the sad truth of it. So this is geared more towards the the hardcore audience Mm -hmm. of professional wrestling in general of your hardcore AEW fans, your hardcore New Japan fans, things like that. Guys like us that enjoy that. Um, Gargano is not the right fit for it. I, I think he'll get the he'll, he would get the pop. He would get the pop for sure, but it wouldn't yeah. be the match that everybody wants. 
And honestly, I don't think Gargano is the fit for Blackpool. I don't. I agree with that too. No. I would see Gresham more as the guy as opposed to Gargano. Yep. You guys have taken my 1A, 1B, leaving me with only 1C to give out there. Since A for me is actually Gresham, B for me is Claudio. But C, and somebody that I think makes a lot of sense here if they're unable to get Cesaro, if for some reason they don't want to use Gresham, which I think would be a major mistake. Hmm. But um, give me Tiger style. Lee Moriarty, to me, fits oh. the bill for this matchup. Ooh, I like that. That's a great pick. He may he fits the bill for the BCC. I think uh, I think Moriarty could could step up big time in this kind of match. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't uh, Moriarty one of the guys that I think was the BCC were originally kind of looking at when they formed? Yeah. Yes. So, all right. So, who do we think's winning this match? Zach Saber Jr. Oh, I he's got a it really. He's got to fold up out. whoever. No, dude doesn't matter who it is going to be. He's got to fold up whoever it is just to keep the Danielson feud going so we can get them to. Um, I I think it depends on who it is. I agree with if Joey. It, if it's Gresham, no. I think Gresham wins because they're not going to drop, have the ROH champ lose to Zack Sabre Jr. If it's Claudio, yeah, there's a good possibility it's going to be a classic, but we'll might see Zach Sabre Jr. win. If it's Moriarty, I think for sure Sabre wins because that's going to push that feud. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, Moriarty's like in the Wheeler Uta category of one of the young guys they wanted to bring in to build this. So Zach Sabre Jr. takes out the young talent of BCC and gets to Danielson when he's healthy. So it really flexes on who is coming through that curtain as the, as the opponent. Yeah. I do. I agree. I think the only one that I, I don't see losing is Gresham. You don't I, want to take the shine off when you're trying. You're getting ready to build this brand up again. Right. You know. So see for me. So so officially, you guys are both. Unless it's Gresham, you guys are taking Saber, right? Yep. So see for me, I I I feel like if it's Cesaro, I almost feel like especially if you're trying to keep the BCC looking strong going into blood and guts, um, which, you know, they're kind of building because, you know, the implications and stuff with uh, one of the matches we're going to be talking about here in a little bit and stuff. I think if it's Cesaro, I I see him, I see him winning, but it's going to be on a fluke. It's not going to be decisively. He's going to catch him in a pin or something. It's going to be like, just like, yeah, like a roll up or like he wanna like Saber's gonna have one of his moves on, you know, his many submission moves and Claudio's gonna, gonna catch him in you know on a pin. Or yeah, it's or, gonna what's up? We get a time limit draw. Because this match is billed as the like a technical, technical match. We get and I could see a time limit draw actually happening on this type of match. You know what? That that, I like that I think that would be the only way, especially if it's Cesaro. That I'm going with that. I'm thinking we're getting, depending on what the time limit is because I can't imagine it being more than I would 20 say 20 minutes. minutes or 30 minutes. I think it's gonna be a 20 minute. If it's um, if it's 20 minutes, it's go it's going the 20. I, I I'm yeah. with you. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call right now. I'll say it's a draw. 
that keeps Saber strong, that builds the Danielson match for later. And if it's somebody new debuting like Claudio, keeps him looking strong too. You just went 20-minute time limit draw on your debut against Zack Saber Jr. Everybody's touted as the best technical guy outside of Danielson. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So here we go. Uh, Javon, take it away. Your following women's main event is for the AEW Women's World Championship. You have the challenger Tony Storm against La Mera Mera Thunder Rosa, the champion. This is actually, I think, going to be uh, Matt. That it's going to wind up being one of the, I think, the highlights of the card because I think both women are very talented. I really like what Tony, how what Tony Storm has done since she's come to AEW. I think they're doing a great job making her look strong and stuff. And I mean, I think this is going to be. I think this is going to surprise a lot of people. Joey K. Thunder Rosa wins, and I'm going to keep it very nice because I think Tony Storm has done absolute dog shit work in AEW. I think I I just don't. She's not a good fit. She's not had a match that's made me stop and pay attention to. I, I don't. I have the complete opposite opinion of Tony Storm. I don't. I, I just think she's just not. No, absolutely not. This is this is gonna be this is gonna be a bathroom break match for me. Unfortunately, as much as I do love Thunder Rosa, uh, yeah, no, can't can't do it. I'm not a Tony Storm fan. Can't say it's gonna be good. Can't say it's gonna be great. Nip. Next, <laughs> I uh, I think. Wow, I don't know what to say. That I'm just gonna say I think uh, Thunder Rosa retains as well. I mean, and stuff. So because I mean, she's. I think. I, mean, she's, I think we're all in agreement on that part. And I, I mean, yeah, I just think I Thunder Rosa just really, I think is, I think she needs this. And I think this is going to be the win that kind of finally gets her kickstarts uh, her actual reign. Because let's be honest, they really haven't done much with her since she won the title. No. Yeah. And I think this is going to be kind of the kickstart to that. And the Hot reason one. for that is the women's division as itself in a whole is not very strong right now. They're doing better. They are learning. But that's also the issue with Tony Storm. Tony Storm has been going against people who don't have very much experience. And when she's used to one certain style, it's showing up in these matches because you're used to working one way. This other person doesn't know how to work that way. It's looking like crap. Mm -hmm. But uh, Thunder Rosa for the win. Right. So, all right. So we've got one more match we're going to talk about here. And then we get into our remaining matches, which are going to be all title matches. So uh, we kind of alluded to this just a little bit while ago. So take it away. This is the trios matchup. You've got Chris Jericho, Minoru Suzuki, Sammy Guevara going against Eddie Kingston, Willie Yuta, and Shota Yumino. Wow, that was uh, Excalibur style uh, talking right there. Uh, Yvonne stepping away for a minute and stuff. So, uh, uh, Joey K, what are your thoughts on this match? Um. Oh, before you give your thoughts, let's not forget the stipulation was just added. If uh, whoever wins this match, if Jericho's team wins, uh, then the, J- the Jericho Appreciation Society gets the one-man advantage in the uh, Blood and Guts match. and then obviously, That's, uh, that's where I was going to go. Uh, and Blood and Guts, um, those types of matches, the heel has to have the advantage. Right. So adding that stipulation completely gives away the finish on this, in my opinion. 
uh, Jericho's team's going to win. Jericho, Suzuki, and Sammy are going to get the W out of it. It's going to be a good match. Don't get me wrong. Right. Um, Wheeler's probably going to shine in this match. I think um, since he hasn't been able to be featured too much with Blackpool, um, mm. you, you know what you get with Eddie. So I'm all about it. Uh, Eddie Suzuki, I'm, you oh, know, I can't wait for that, man. Chomping at the bit for that one. Um, but I, I think the finish is given away a little bit because it, it's the same thing as, as War Games. I mean, mm-hmm. when when Dusty started War Games years ago, like the, it's obvious the heel has to have the advantage. The heel side has to have the advantage no matter what. Because if the baby faces have the advantage, then what's the point of the match? Right. You know, it's baby faces two on one, three on two against the heel team. You're, it doesn't work. It, it it never works. So adding that finish completely like diluted it for me, even though, you know, tradition says the heel team should have that. But um, I think it's actually going to be a solid match. I mean, I'm down. Like I said, Suzuki Kingston, I'm, I'm for that no matter what. Uh, you know, Jericho's probably going to get, you know, you'll probably get the pin on Wheeler. You know, unfortunately, I think Wheeler's going to have a great showing, but he's probably going to take the pin um, because he's involved with the feud more. Right. Um, it makes a little bit more King- sense. And I don't want to see Kingston take the pin because that would make no sense. Right. Um, And you're not going to give it to somebody who's not involved in the blood and guts match. Right. You know, right. that's you have an outside person taking the pin to this entire few that's not going to be involved in it. So it makes more sense. But I think, yeah, you know, Jericho, something will happen. Jericho will get to probably get the pin on Wheeler and Jericho's team wins. But Suzuki versus Kingston, probably going to be one of the highlights of the night for me. I'm really excited for this match because, I mean, I got to see him make an appearance at All Out uh, last year, you know, when Minoru came out after uh, Mox's match against uh, Kojima. Um, and stuff, but this will be my first time actually seeing him wrestle, so I'm actually live, so I'm really excited about that and stuff. And basically, for exactly the reasons you just, you know, so eloquently stated, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna double down on Joey K and say that Jericho, uh, Sammy, and uh, Suzuki uh, take this match because, like you said, the heels got to have the the one man advantage going into blood and guts. Uh, hot one, what say you? Oh man, you guys are on it, you guys nailed it. Um, and from the finish, the way that happens, I, I think it's 100%. Um, I do agree that Kingston can't take this loss. It has to be Wheeler Yuta. Um, Kingston and Jericho have their mini feud that's gone inside of this feud, and you can't have Jericho go over yet on Kingston. Correct. Correct. Um, but, no, you guys are hitting it, and we're, we're hitting an all fours here. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree. One of the things that I really like about what they've done with Wheeler Yuta is he's one of those guys, those cases where when he's he's taken a loss and we go back to the match with Mox, he's come out looking so good. You know, he, was, he loses he nothing. He loses nothing in taking okay. the loss, and that's why it makes most sense. Right. Um, for story purpose, because he is part of the Blackpool Combat Club, but also out of out of those six, who can take the loss and come out with shine? Agreed. I mean, Wheeler Wheeler's the guy because he's going to get his ass beat. He's going to fight back until he's got nothing left, and the crowd's going to love him for it. Right. So that makes perfect sense to me. Oh, God. He's Mikey Whipwreck and fucking uh, 
God ECW. damn it. The ah, fuck is his name? Uh, horrible Tommy face. Dreamer? Dreamer. There we go. Thank you. Are, are you okay, dude? He, I don't know. I couldn't place Dreamer for some you reason. Are, he's, fucked up. are you all full up of <clears throat> Korean barbecue still, bud? That could be. Could be. Yeah. But he's like, no, I'm sure he Dreamer. probably got rid of that when he got up this morning, went and used the bathroom. So. <laughs> oh, it was one of the best fucking like meat shits ever. Anyway, on your high, on your all high right, toilet. all right. So we got <laughs> more, we got a few more matches here, and these are all title matches. Uh, so uh, ring announcer Jovan, take it away. For the IWGP United States Championship, you have freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy going against the champion, the real IWGP United States Champion, Will. Osprey of the United Empire. All right, so I'm going to come out and say this right now, and you guys are probably going to kick my ass over this, but you know what? I don't give a flying fuck. I think this is the match that steals the show. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, dude, come on. Y'all are sleeping on I'm going to rage fucking quit this show. That's worse than your total storm. Take a look. Yeah. I'm going to say right now, you know what? It's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. What the absolute fuck? This match <laughs> is going to be just a fucking match. There's nothing special and nothing great about it. Osprey's here. OC is here. Let's. That's what it is. Orange Cassidy, he's good. Don't get me wrong. Watch his matches when he actually wrestles. Yes, his gimmick is what it is, but... He can work. He can go. I'm okay with that. But to even consider that he's on Will Ospreay's level, I'm not saying he's on insult. Will Ospreay's. I'm not saying he's on Will Ospreay's level. I think this is going to be the surprise match that steals the show. I yeah. I hope you're right. I really hope. You're I hope right. I'm right too because but, I'm going to shove it down both your all throats when we're on next I, week's episode. I don't think. I don't think this is. This is not the match that's going to steal the show. This is not it. And. I'm more I was insulted that this is what we have for Osprey for Forbidden Door. Well, see well supposedly if you believe read the reports and everything, originally this was supposed to be Osprey versus Andrade, but because of the shit going on with uh AAA and uh and we lost Jovan again. And and CMLL, yeah. Yeah. So and that that's why we're not seeing that's why we're not seeing Phoenix and uh Pentagon on this as well. Yeah. Which, Which sucks. It sucks, yeah, but I get it. It's business, and that's why I said from number one, this card is a business deal, mm. and unfortunately, there are going to be some casualties, and that there's three casualties right there. Um, but Will Ospreay, I think, deserves a bit higher clout of an opponent. Not just the guy who's over with the crowd, not just the guy who's you know, over because of his gimmick. Dude, I would have seen Osprey against Hook. If this is the type of match that we're getting, I'd rather see Hook versus Osprey. And right. tell me that wouldn't be a good fucking match. Because Osprey yeah. can carry Osprey can carry anybody. Not saying that that oh man, Hook needs to be carried, but he's still pretty fucking new he's and still, green. He's, yeah, he's still young. And that's why I say that because he's a younger guy. He's a newer guy. He's still fucking building. He's still learning. Osprey can carry him to make him look like a million bucks. Right. 
you know, does OC need that? Not really, because he's he, he's got his gimmick. He's over. Right. He doesn't have to do anything to be over. Right. I just um, like I said, I just have I just have a sneaking suspicion, like I said, and stuff and that. So I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, I don't think either of us here and uh we'll get, you know, if uh if the hot one get gets back in time, you know, if he well I'm emailing the holiday in right now to let them know how shitty their Wi Fi is. So who did we oh, pick? Hey, he's not staying at a holiday inn, so man, hot one, just just pay the five dollars and upgrade the Wi Fi. Fuck's sake, man. I mean, I'm gonna Venmo you the five fucking bucks, but <laughs> what? Who did we pick on the last match? We're actually uh, just getting, we, were just get, we were just getting ready to uh, to talk about that. Yeah, Joe Joey K picked Osprey. I'm going Osprey as well too. I'm going Osprey, and it was DDJ's horrible take ever that crashed the internet. So don't you okay. be trying to blame your hotel's crappy ass Wi-Fi. I'm the Holiday Inn doesn't even agree with you, DDJ. That's fucked up, man. You know what? Fuck y'all. <laughs> All right. So at the same time, Vince and Johnny A style? No, definitely not. I don't want I'm not touching that with a 20 foot pole. So. All right, so we got a couple more matches here. So take it away, ring announcer. The following is the winner takes all match. It is for the IWGP World Tag Team Championship and the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. First, you have Rapongi Vice. Rocky Romero, Trent question mark, your ROH World Tag Team Champions, Jeff Cobb and the Great O'Con. Uh, Jeff Cobb and uh, Great O'Con are not the ROH Tag Team Champions. Oh, excuse me. The yeah, IWGP right. World Tag hey. Team Champions, Jeff Cobb and the Great O'Con representing the United Empire. And finally, your ROH World Tag Team Champions representing F. T.R. Dax Wheeler and Cash Hardwood, and it's Dax Hardwood and Cash Wheeler. Dude, I always I, fuck I those guys' names up. I They're fucking all... hate it here, dude. <laughs> uh, dude, is this Wi-Fi like taking over your brain or something, man? You are like, if I ever put together man. a Botcha Mania highlight reel, like I'm using this episode because I can feel like this is this is this is absolutely the drizzling shits of ring announcing <laughs> right now. No way. This is I, like I, Mike Adamly bad. This the, I always, oh, <laughs> look here. I always mix up is it Cash Wheeler and Dax Hardwood? It's Hardwood, not Hardwood. It's Hardwood. I've seen the toys. Hard. Dude, they misprinted it. <clears throat> they misprinted it on the toy. W O O D. There's no D in the middle of that. Mm. Unless you want there to be. Hey oh. Hey. He's just going to go Vince. watch that Vince McMahon, John Laurinaitis clip with the lady. That's how he's going to get his hardwood. That's right, my hardwood. So it's hard. The toy says hard. hard. Well, just okay, because anyway. the toy Well, this is what you get for buying toys. You're, you're it's, a grown-ass man. It's the same man. thing. It's just fuck? because Dave Meltzer writes, it doesn't mean it's necessarily true. So fuck Five no, stars. Man. It's going to be five stars. All five stars. Fuck it. All right. I'm going first on this. Because I, I, this, is, this is the match that's going to steal the show. I would not be surprised if that was the case. I'll give you that. Um, no, this is the case. That's the case. Yeah, 100%. This is this is the one. Um, you have three teams that, to be honest with you, you can make a case for any of these three teams winning this mm. match. Okay? Uh, number two, anything with FTR is going to be fucking money. FTR is having the fucking year of years for 2022. Yep. And... 
that I mean, I've said how many times have I said that this year on the show alone? Mm-hmm. Singles wise and tag team wise. Yeah. FTR, FTR are performers of the fucking year midway through right now. So that's gonna be my I can't argue that. Cobb and O'Connor. You know, you guys know I'm a huge Jeff Cobb fan. I love Jeff Cobb. Um the problem I have, it's winner take all. That's where I have an issue because Rapongi Vice is kind of on the outs on that. I don't see them winning the IWGP titles and I don't see them taking the ROH titles. It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Cobb and Okan, that's another tough one when you involve the ROH titles because that will involve them being involved in Ring of Honor in some type and back and forth. The most likely scenario, FTR wins mm-hmm. and ends up now as essentially the best tag team of all time. Of all well, time. Well, yeah, because I mean, they are, I, I, which, and I don't know if this is also kind of playing into the, we were talking about with, I think this is when, you know, Javon was uh, having to uh, restart his computer or whatever for the umpteenth time. We talking about, you know, with the Will Ospreay Orange Cassidy match originally supposedly supposedly originally supposed to be uh, Will versus uh, Andrade, but because of the issues with AAA and CML CMLL, um, I wonder if that's kind of why that we really haven't seen you know uh, FTR like that they're you know advertising that they're because as far as I know they're still the AAA it's tag champs. the AAA tag champs. Yes, hundred and ten percent. The reason why they haven't been wearing the AAA title since they're doing more interactive with NJPW. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't right, be surprised I, if they don't make them drop those titles soon. And but I mean, I I'm gonna just double down on Joey K. I think just for the fact that to me, I would love to see Cobb and Ocon because I mean, we're all United Empire fans here and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of come away with this because that means we would get more of Cobb and Ocon, especially you know on the Ring of Honor side of things and stuff. But just to me, right now with the streak that they're on, and just literally, they are about as on fire as you can get. And I'm not—I'm even talking NBA Jam on fire. Um, I gotta go with—I gotta go with FTR taking this because it continues the story, like you said, being the best tag team of all time. And eventually, I think this is going to lead into, and this is probably what we may get it all out, you know, with FTR versus the Young Bucks, where you—that's that—that like winner, another winner take all, and that really is like, okay, who is the best tag team? Mm-hmm. So here's my question. FTR is the AAA tag team champions. So that means they should be signed to the promotion in some way, shape, or form, yes? I would uh I don't I don't know how that works. Okay, because that was the issue with Andrade, that was the issue with the Lucha Brothers. These guys are signed also to AAA. But you have your AAA tag team champions in the marquee match of Forbidden Door. Make it make sense to me. I don't. I don't understand it. But that actually almost played into my decision making on who I wanted to win the match. Because in my view, if you're AAA, you don't want your tag team champions taking over the belt of a rival promotion. So does that mean FTR takes the loss and the United Empire takes the win? That's a good point. I mean, it's it's interesting how so much of 
you know, not only the story and stuff, but just the backstage politics, you know, kind of play, you know, in the shows like this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's going to be a problem for FTR though. I, I think that that's the, that's a Tony Khan problem and cross that bridge when you get to it type of deal. Um, you know what? This could be that. Um, oh, fuck. Even thinking, I love getting into backstage politics because you could kind of follow the trail. This could be the um, the payback or at least, hey, let us put them on there. Because remember when you didn't want Kenny Omega to lose the title at AAA Mania because you wanted him to drop it here to your guy? And then he ended up having to vacate because he got injured. Mm. This could be the payback for that. It's a good point. It's a good point. So, so I think where we all in a, so your point, be, what is your official pick, uh, Jovan? FTR. Okay, so we're all agreement there. But real quick on that, AAA needs AEW more than AEW needs AAA. It's very right true. There. Very true. So, I mean, when you look at it that way, that's why I think FTR, no matter no matter the AAA tag team titles or not. I think FTR goes over. It makes more sense. You get FTR going to Japan to defend the IWGP titles against whoever they want. And it is their dream to be able to work in Japan. They've they have already said they wanted to. That's it. So now you have FTR as your NXT tag champs, your WWE tag champs. I'm not even going to consider like Raw or whatever. Raw but WWE. Yeah. So WWE tag champs. You have the Ring of Honor titles. You have the AAA titles, and you will have the NWA. No, not NWA. AEW. AEW. Sorry, I don't know why I said NWA. Uh, And then just drizzling shits. The IWGP. We ain't got no room to talk, Jovan. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) You have the IWGP tag team champs. So that really leaves what? Impact and NWA. Yeah. Yeah. As two other promotions, they have not won the tag team titles from. Maybe PWG as well. I mean, and by year's end, that can all change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We don't know. So, but they are top guys. Six of those titles have now been around the waist of FTR. It's going to be seven after tomorrow night or after the show. Uh, No, that was IWGP was number six. No, because you have NXT, that's one. Raw's two, SmackDown's three. Uh, I, I was counting just WWE as one. Okay, so, but I think, it, like, because I know they have that shirt that's out there, the six-star FTR, and I think they have, uh, they, yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, so I'll, give you, I'll give you that. So, it'll be, so IWGP will be number seven. Right. So, and I mean, that's really, I mean, the only other team that I can think of that's come anywhere close to what FTR's on the verge of doing, I think, are the Dudleys. Yep. And that was back in the day when it was, you know, very, very limited, right? Uh, of tag team titles and stuff. Yeah, so. exactly. So that's big, but I think it's FTR's year. They're they're gonna win it, and then you can have them go to Japan. They can feud with United Empire in Japan. You know, we can get FTR versus God. Fuck. Club. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. I mean, it just makes the most sense for FTR to win. Right. Well, before we blow our loads and stuff, or at least Joey K blows his loads, we got two more matches to talk about here. And this, these are the two big ones. This is what the show's building around. So, ring announcer, take it away and try to get it right this time. God damn it. This is the co main event of the evening for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship title. You have. 
from AEW, Adam Cole Bebe, representing the Super Elite. You have from NJPW, a pillar of the company, the Rainmaker, Kazuchika Okada, representing Chaos. Then from AEW, you have the Hangman, Adam Page. Finally, your champion, the defending IWGP heavyweight champion representing the Bullet Club. You will all breathe with the main event, Switchblade Jay White. Wow, you redeemed yourself a little bit there. No botches whatsoever there. A little bit. Well, a little bit. A little bit of redemption. Nice. A little bit of redemption. So, so I, Jay White's been on fire. I'm just going to come out and say it. Like, when he beat Okada and that promo he cut, basically how he talked about how if it wasn't for him, AEW won. But what do you call it? The I can't remember the term they the used. Catalyst. There you go. Yes, the catalyst, which is awesome. And then just he's just been on fire lately, and uh, it's about time. Um, I, 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 it's it's very it's weird to see the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship defended in a fatal in a basically a four way because New Japan is not known for that those multi man matches and stuff. So it's kind of interesting to you know to kind of take you know a little bit of an American spin on an IWGP uh, World Heavyweight Title match. Um, it's really intriguing because I think you can somewhat make a case for all four of the competitors on here. But to me right now, kind of like what we all said about FTR, I mean, Jay White's like white hot. I I, I have to say right now, you you keep the title on him. I'd say Jay White retains. And I think he pins Adam Cole. Thousand percent agree. Jay, as much as I just praise that FTR's performer of the year, my one, one B on that is going to be Jay White for what he's doing in New Japan. Um I I mean, there's no reason to take the title off him. I don't think New Japan would have the title change hands on someone else's show either in an AEW ring. That's another thing. I just think, yeah, we're getting the multi-man match, which we usually don't get for IWGP title matches. Mm-hmm. So I don't just think in general. Yeah, just in general. In general, their 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 multi-man matches are tag faction type matches right right and, and the, so that's the usual so having a, a singles title match like this is very different but there's no reason to take the title off jay white i love adding okada because we talked about that before if he'll be there he won't be there it was a bit of a disappointment i think i think though we will get uh jay white i think you're right on the finish i think he's going over adam cole to tease that bullet club versus super elite, mm. you know, rivalry. Um, I hate to say this, but I really don't think hangman's a factor in this match. Um, he's, he's there. He's there for, to appease the AEW fans mostly. Uh, Okada's at the point in his career where it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he's the champ or not. He's going to be a top tier star. He is essentially, in my opinion, sorry for the next match, but he is the face of New Japan. He has been for a long time now. Oh, you won't get any argument out of me on that either. I am wholeheartedly. I, I know, but if you listen to the AEW commentary, you know they right. they really yeah. put Kanahashi as oh the the face of New Japan. I'm like, yeah, fifteen years ago, right. 
you know, let's let's call it what it is. You know, when when they're when they're sending fucking Okada on excursion to go to fucking Impact, you know, <laughs> as a young boy, like they're that's that it's a different time. So Okada is the face of New Japan, so he doesn't need the win, but he's also not going to take the loss either. Yeah, um, no way he really does. Yeah, no, no fucking way. If it, that's my fucking lock of the night. Okada's not taking the fucking pin in that match, but possible fuckery happening. And now that we do have Okada at Forbidden Door, oh, say it, say it. Do we get the surprise appearance return of Kenny Omega? If this, if this is, if this were main eventing the show. And like that would close it out. I would say it's not though. No, that's what I would say. So that's why I don't think we're gonna see. You know, we'll see. We we may see Kenny Omega, but I just don't think we see it as a result of this match. Just because to me, the like a Kenny Omega period, it has to be like the last thing people see before they leave. Does it though? Especially if we're setting up Kenny Okada again. Yeah. Does it have to be? Because Kenny Okada and Okada would not be for a title. Nope. So I don't. That, that's just my take on it. I mean, I, what, and I get it. I get it. I, I and get you it. know that there's a valid they, argument for that too. They want to do a Forbidden Door too, but in Japan. Correct. How do you book and how do you sell that one over there, Kenny and Okada? Exactly. I'll tell you what. You may doesn't even have to be for a title. If Wrestle Kingdom is, and we'll get talk at this. Um, before I do it, Jovan, I'm assuming you're in agreement. Uh, Jay White wins. Or what do you mm. got? And then I'll give my take on. Oh, you want me to give my take real quick? Yeah, just uh, kind of start get winding down here. All right. Well, I'll I'll be nice with you guys and say I would love for Jay White to win this match, but I'm taking the reverse of what you guys said. I think Adam Cole walks out with the IWGP title and I see him pinning Jay White. It could be something where Jay White has just taken a rainmaker and Adam Cole pushes Okada out and takes Mm -hmm. that pin. But I feel that Adam Cole's taking it. Or Red Dragon interfere. Well, they're both hurt. Yeah, but that's why they're not in a match. There can be some fuckery. Yeah. yeah, let's be honest. So, right. so you're I talking mean, about you were talking about Forbidden Door too. If Wrestle Kingdom is three nights like it was this past year, remember how the third night was like New a Japan a, versus, New Japan versus Noah. Noah? That's how you do it. That's your Forbidden Door two. There, it's a yeah. third night of Wrestle. It's the third night of Wrestle Kingdom. I think I said, didn't I say that on a previous episode? You probably yep. could. Have. When you we probably first did. talked about when we first talking Forbidden Door. I yeah. said. Night three would be most likely instead of Noah this year, it's going to be AEW. Uh, yep. And there's and there's your setup. You have an entire six months. You don't have to have Kenny do anything. He can nope. still be out for the next however many months. Yeah, he doesn't have but, to return to like October when we're building just the Wrestle Kingdom. So he can just show up, leave Okada alone in the ring, and here comes Kenny. Yep. 
I mean, there's a lot of potential in that, but I, I really, I mean, I like Javon's take on that. Adam Cole getting the steal. The, the issue I have with that is where do you go with the IWGP title after that? Right. So, oh, you know, it. so that's, that's the tough part, but yeah, I, I mean, I still got to stick with Jay White on it. So, all right. We got, we got one more match. Javon, let's finish strong. In the main event, you have the matchup for the AEW Interim World Championship, and it is the ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi, going against the Death Rider, John Moxley, representing the BCC. Justin Roberts, you are not. Yeah, I know. I, but, uh. I think this is kind of like the epitome of the dream. Like when it comes to dream matches, this is one a lot of people have been talking about for a while. I know Mox has wanted this for a while. I mean, basically the buildup to this is Mox is insane. I've been, I've been chasing you for three years now and stuff. So um, obviously the original main event was supposed to be punk versus Tanahashi, but with, you know, punks, you know, foot injury or whatever, you know, that kind of set this whole eliminator thing in place and stuff. And I think this is going to be a fun match. Like I said, I, I I really don't have too much in terms of insight and all that to say. So I'm just going to come out and say it. I think uh, Tanahashi shocks the world and takes the title. And it basically, it sets up, it sets up for Wrestle Kingdom weekend, the unification between Punk and uh, Tanahashi. Like, because that's the match. Punk, when Punk is ready to go, they're going to unify the titles. I think this is the perfect setup. So I think we get Punk for. I think Tanahashi shocks the world. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there's that. I don't think this is going to be a great match. I think it's going to be a match. It's a match that Moxley wants, and I think we're all everybody who is so hyped on this is going to fall victim to the same thing we had with AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. All hype and under-delivered. I don't think this is the match. I don't think it's going to be great. It's been wanted for three fucking years, and I think we're three years too late. So I don't think it's going to be that great. And honestly, the winner is a toss-up. And I'll say why it's a toss-up. I like DDJ's take on why Tanahashi wins because it is an interim title. And, but I think it depends on how long Punk's going to be out. If Punk's not expected back until the end of this year to go into Wrestle Kingdom to unify that that title. Okay, I see that. But if Punk's coming back in the next two months, what's the point? True. I see Moxley winning because on that side because keep the title in AEW. So it's a real toss up. And I think there's a lot more that goes into the finish just because it it revolves around CM Punk's injury. So we'll say, I I don't know. I, I would say, press me for an answer. John Moxley. This is me holding a gun to your head. So I'm going to go with Moxley then. I don't think he's going to drop. I I don't think he's going to drop that match to Tanahashi, but if Punk is out for a long period of time, you, you might see that surprise finish. You might see that, uh, I'd say, an upset. Tanahashi going over Moxley. Yeah. 
All right, Giovanni, let's stay strong. I believe this is your co-main event of the evening. You make this match go before the IWGP title match because Tanahashi wins this match. You have Tanahashi win this match. He becomes interim champ, and your next match is the IWGP heavyweight title match, a match where you can't have them lose the IWGP title right after Tanahashi took the AEW title. That makes my finish of Adam Cole winning the IWGP title a little bit better, and it gives you that chance to have Kenny Omega at the very end of the night in front of Okada. So for all of what I've just stated, I'm going Tanahashi. Uh, Is it going to be the match that we wanted? No. But this is the match that John Moxley has wanted ever since he left the WWE. He made his little list like Cody Rhodes did, and Tanahashi was right up there. So will it be a great classic? No. Will it be serviceable? Yes. And it'll be serviceable to get us to the main event, which will be the IWGP title. All right. So, all right, half one, bring us home. Uh, I got to go get ready for my kids. Uh, take my kid to a birthday party. So, uh, bring it, bring it, bring us home. Time out. Oh. Uh-oh. So, we're gonna plug this. We don't have the graphic because we didn't prepare for it. Because everybody. Oh yes, yes. Go plot. ahead. But we're gonna plug this. So, on Saturday, July sixteenth. My sister, Christine Williams, fighting her next MMA fight at Art of War 25 Cage Fighting uh, right outside. Well, I'm calling it Philadelphia, Newtown Square. Uh, but she'll be fighting. She'll be returning to the cage. She's been boxing for a while now. She's had a few MMA fights. And the boys here at Shooting Shit are one of her official sponsors. We will be featured our logo featured on her fight gear for that night. So July 16th, Saturday night. I do not have a time yet because it hasn't been made official for the card, but it will be on pay-per-view on the Star Fund app. Uh, we'll get all the information in the yes. coming days for that and start updating for the next show. But we're looking forward to that one. See how she does in this fight. She's getting pumped up for it. She's right in the middle of her trading camp right now she's getting ready to actually gear down a little bit take a little little bit off the gas pedal but she's been training uh she had a couple golden gloves boxing matches she just won her last one i believe uh two weeks ago three weeks ago so so that's coming up saturday july 16th we'll get the links out there so if anybody wants to jump in watch it on pay-per-view or if you're in phil the philadelphia area Newtown, uh, the Newtown Sports Training Center. That's where it's at, Newtown, PA. So we'll get you, we'll get you guys hooked up with the info soon. Definitely, definitely. All right, hot one, bring us home, ladies and gentlemen. This weekend is the night that wrestling fans dream about. This is what we've dreamt about when we had the first initial Forbidden Door all those many months ago. We were finally seeing what would AEW and Impact Wrestling lead to. Will it lead us to this great? forbidden door of njpw and as we sit here now less than 24 hours away from the day that it's going to be history making we finally get aew and njpw this is going to be historical this is going to be akin to wcw doing their big deal with you know njpw this is this is big and for everybody who likes to compare companies and, you know, do 
well, this company's falling in the shoes of that company. It doesn't matter. Right now, it's for the fans. Right now, it's for us. It's for everybody who's watched hours upon hours of wrestling to be able to sit back and see how does everybody work together and to show you guys that it can still be done today. So I'm thoroughly excited. I know my boys up here are excited. Before we send it to catering, anybody want any last words to get in? I'm gonna steal. I'm gonna steal a line from you, Giovanni Juhati. If you guys, any of you guys, listen to the show, happen to uh, see Giovanni and I at the United Center. If you see us, beer us. Joey, and I know. Hey, this is not show related, but uh, a big fuck you to the Supreme Court. We don't get too political on here, but I think that's well deserved. Yeah, yeah. it's it's sad, man. Tupac died in what ninety six, I think so. And even at that time, he was down with it. I mean, you listen to the lyrics. Keep your head up. A man can't tell her when to when to create one. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's fucked up. All but right, guys. Send let's us kick it off. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is episode 41, a little bit of New Japan Forbidden Door, a little bit of Weekend Review. We want to thank the Johnners Podcasting Network for allowing us to do this every single week. I want to thank DDJ and the Premier for showing up this morning. I want to thank the Premier's sister for getting into that cage with our beautiful logo on her. I want to thank the guys out there in catering. We want to thank the girls out there in the beautiful payroll office. We want to thank all of you guys and have a good night. I don't want to thank uh, Extended Safe for the crappy Wi-Fi. Good night, everyone. (laughs) Do not forget to hit the like and subscribe button. Follow the show on Twitter at S-H-O-O-T-I-N-S-H-T and thanks for listening.